podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is A View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 27th of September, 2022. My name is Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, and you can download us, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and a load more of your normal podcast providers. On this week's show, four wins from four, and the Giants are already in the quarterfinal of the Challenge Cup, making a real statement of their intentions in this competition uh we'll be talking about the dispatching of the stars and how it was no plain sailing uh davy gilbert was a star of the show on saturday with the overtime goal and another one away on sunday he'll join us for the fan agenda so get your questions in for that and uh we'll have some news from around the league and uh this weekend we'll be playing the clan they're 0 7 and they're up next against the giants but uh that's nothing to say that they won't come at us mr mcjimsey how you doing not bad patty um International Languages Week. The guards are doing languages, so send them, send Rubian with an All Star Scots handout today for a bit of crack on, uh, of course, on, on Friday naturally. So um, fur to Midland, as my granny would say. <laughs> Joel, how are you? Bonjour. <laughs> Hi, boys. Uh, good evening. It's it's always good to spend a Tuesday night with you. I mean, as as far as All Star Scots is concerned, Davy, that's my homeland. So if you want to do the rest of the show. <laughs> And uh, and Don broke. Then let's do it. May follow. <laughs> I need to find that let's video. Of, uh, I need to find that Frank Mitchell video and put that on. It's my favorite video. <laughs> the fellow talking in, in Ulster Scots. Anyway, um, we have a lot to cover on today's show. Of course, we got the games against Dundee and the likes. But we start as we quite often do with something a lot more important. So please welcome to the show two people. One, making their AVFTV debut, and uh, the other one, absolutely not. Laura and Marcin, how are you? Evening. Hi, yes. Hi, folks. Yeah. How's it going? Good, how are uh, you guys? Before we before we continue with a very important subject, is that he in bed already, or can he be on the pause? <laughs> he's, he's just been dropped a bed, so... Uh, uh, get, him <laughs> get him up. Make him down the stairs, don't worry. Listen, the, the the sound of get him up from a fella who's not a father yet, who at nine o'clock says get him up, that changes, mate. Believe me, that changes. One other thing, Paddy, I think it would be absolutely remiss not to wind the clock back 24 hours. That's and not. And mm-hmm. wish Laura a very oh, special. Absolutely. It was a big one yesterday, so big happy birthday yesterday. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> yes. Well, there's, we normally put a photograph out, Davey, what happened there? That's fine. We're all good with that. <laughs> I, just, I just went with the personal message this year, mate, rather than... Oh, you know, which was the best message, one of the best messages of the day and the best message you've ever sent me, I think. It was fantastic. Just leave it there. Lovely. <laughs> I assume it's not going to be shared. Uh, Maybe at a later what? date. Maybe a later date, <laughs> Laura. Obviously, you know we often you often join us when there's uh, some something important coming up. And, and what is it? 
it's organ donation week and you know right. i'm never done talking about this topic and um, that's because it's never going to go away and people are always going to need donations people to sign up to be blood donors organ donors stem cell donor donors I'm going to talk really quickly about blood and stem cells and then Marching can lead on his topic of expertise, organ donation. So blood, um, only about 6% of the people in Northern Ireland are signed up to be blood donors. That is horrific. Blood is needed all the time. Car accidents, cancer patients, difficulties in birth, just so many different areas. I think they need about 150 new blood donors a week. That's huge. So we're encouraging people to sign up. You can sign up um, by texting. I think it's 600 blood, 681. Uh, you can come and sign up on Saturday night on the bridge. We will have a sign up for everything kind of area. Um, and Martin's going to talk about donors, organ donors. I'm going to talk really briefly because I did talk about it a couple of months ago about stem cell donation. Yeah. So it's just fallen kind of on the back of uh, Daniel, who's from Uri's got acute myeloid leukemia. Um, and the only cure for that, well, hopeful cure for that is um, a bone marrow transplant. I did talk about it in the past, but a lot of people contacted me saying I didn't know this. So I'm just going to say it again. Um, years ago, being a stem cell donor was a really big deal. It had to be taken from your hip bone or somewhere down there. And it was a huge needle generally a GA, very painful process. Now only 5% of um, bone marrow uh, donations are done that way. It's now done through stem cells, through blood. So it's so easy, painless, same day kind of thing. Just go in, give your blood. Like that can save somebody's life. That's insane. And especially at 14 years old when you've got a whole life in front of you. Um, so Unfortunately, we can't do it this week, but we're going to do it on Saturday the 15th. We're going to have um, McKeever's Pharmacy come in and they're going to do uh, stem cell testing on the bridge. So it's easier than having the lateral flow and we're all no strangers to those. So we're going to ask people to come along, just get tested there and then. It saves you having to go and register, get the pack, do the pack and, see, and send it off. So it just alleviates all the little bits that you always mean to get around to do, but they just never. So we're going to ask people to come along on the 15th as well. But look out for us on Saturday night. There's going to be some things on social media leading up to it. But come to the bridge. If you're not sure about organ donation, come and chat to Marching, chat to himself, chat to Dylan. Just chat to any of anyone that's around that area. Just really quickly. I know I'm always telling this stat as well. But within our fan base, we have a crazy amount of people who have either been a recipient, been a donor, or have donated their loved ones Um uh, organs. So Lake got a heart valve, Nicole got cornea, we have a woman who had a heart, we have a couple, he gave her his kidney, we have Tom Simpson, who had Dylan, oh, saving him to last, he's extra special. Of course. Um, we had Tom Simpson, who had over 300 blood transfusions, over 100 platelet transfusions, and then pretty much two bone marrow transplants to get to where he is. And then Dylan, who is very unusual and is a recipient and a donor all in one go, which is pretty special. Um, so just in our fan base alone, then we have um, Jimmy, who gave his kidneys to a man in the 60s, a man in the 70s. And then his liver went to research in London. And then we have wee Sally as well, who gave her organs. So within our fan base alone, it just shows you the crazy like impact it has. So I'm going to stop talking now and let marching charge on. So I just keep going all night.
<laughs> well, we can listen to those um, facts all night, to be honest, because they're all, um, to be honest, all those stories give us hope that one day that our die will be added to that list. And one thing that I love to see in the arena is that we've got to know all the, these people, or most of those people, sorry, and to see them thriving. Um, all still have their own difficulties, but they're, you know, they're, they're kicking ass, really. Um, sorry, I'm not to say that here. Oh, you but, um, but you can definitely are. say that. So yeah. It's very clear to see, you know, the likes of the likes of Dylan and we Blake and Nicole and and even um, Graham who had a heart transplant as well who's who's always sharing her stories yes. with us. Um, but as as Laura said, you know it is um, it is organ donation week this week, and you know for us um, for our family every every day is organ donation week and day. Um, but what what this week does to kind of you know every average Joe really is it gives them the opportunity to consider joining the organ donor register and to share their decision with their, their loved ones. Um, not many people are aware of this, but it's your loved ones that always make and always have the final say on organ donation. Whether you've joined the organ donor register or not, it's your loved ones who make that call. So if, if you've joined the organ donor register, even when Dahi's law comes into effect, it'll always be your loved one's decision. So it's very important to take two minutes, take, you know, over coffee, over dinner or whatever, just to say, you know, and it can't be as simple as, you know, if anything were to happen to me, I want to be a lifesaver. You know, the the, the, st the statistic is that only 1% of all deaths result in organ donation. And to me, if anything happened to me, and I know I'm a little best, that if, you know, <laughs> if anything happened to me and I could be an organ donor, I would, you know, I would be very proud to be able to give the gift of life. Um, but I am best, and why I am best is because my son, Dahi, who's five years old, has been on the waiting list for the gift of a new heart for over four years. So that's most of his young life. And I know a lot of people watching this tonight will have met Dahi and give him a fist bump or even may have taken a, a dig in the beer. <laughs> <laughs> both, yeah, with, with, with Dahi, we are seeing his... Um, we're seeing his decline, um, and and as I said, he's just uh, opened the door here, so he must have <laughs> get him on, get him on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, buddy. Well, numbers have week? just rocketed. This is the superstar. Yeah. <laughs> what is it this week, Danny? Organ donation. What does that mean? <sighs> what does organ donation do? Help people save lives. Helps people save lives. You're right. Uh, hey, well, can well. you see the bottom of the screen, mate? Can you see the 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 web link, organdonation.nhs.uk? Who's that? Me. You. Can you read that out <laughs> for everybody? Where does everybody need to go on the internet? Can you tell us where to go on the internet? Organ donation. Organ donation. No, so it's organdonation.nhs. Everybody can come see you on Saturday on the bridge, can't they? Yes. Yes, tell everybody see you Saturday. See you Saturday. <laughs> 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 
Uh, could you just, just apologize to Seth as well yeah, there, Martin? Yes, no <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, I, I love that child so much. But yes, so, so but as you say, you know, it's so it's so so important that you know people get involved, that they go to this this website, organdonation.nhs.uk, get their name down there and be part of it. We like, we, like you said, we spoke about um, the last time you were on about like bone marrow donation, and and like you say, Marcin, ha- having that word with your with your loved ones, saying that you know you want to be that lifesaver, saying making sure that they're aware that they're your intentions. It's it's just so important definitely um and it couldn't be easier um i I know that people always say this will take two minutes or this will take and it takes 15 but it actually takes two minutes to join the register and two minutes to have that um life-saving conversation um like there's no amount of money in the world um that can save or die but a simple conversation can and that is just how easy it is and sometimes it's it's a little frustrating how easy it is because sometimes complacency comes in so please it means the world to us and the families like us if you can just take the five minutes out of your day to join the register and have the conversation patty can i be selfish and just jump in one second because I, I, I need i need to hold my hands up here i was one of those people who put it off and put it off and put it off because nobody likes thinking about these kinds of things right like if you went through life thinking about all, all these kinds of things that go wrong thinking about you know dying thinking about whatever else um it's not something that most people do and it wasn't until we had that organ donation night season before pre-covid was it pre-covid season mm-hmm. before just before shutdown um that it was really i forced myself to confront it in a way um, and, and having known these people, having known Marcin and, and Seth and Dahi and, and knowing Dylan and whatever else and, and knowing their stories, it embarrassed me that I hadn't done it sooner. And, and having taken that five minutes in the arena that night to go and literally sign my name, literally sign my name and it's done. I never in my life would have had a problem with doing it, but I had never taken the wee step to make sure that it happens if the worst was to happen. So if that's you, if that's you watching tonight and, and you're someone who... Of course, you would give the gift of, of life to somebody. Of course, you would receive it if you needed it. So if that is you tonight, go to the bridge, see these guys, take one look at Dahi and tell me that you don't need to be on that register until such times as it's uh, until such times as it's mandatory. Um, but I, I sign my name and, and it's one of the best things I, I think I've ever done in that arena. Um, and, and anytime I get the chance to talk about it now, I, I do. Um, I know it's not comfortable, but take two minutes and just think about it. Because if it was the other way around, you'd be jumping at it. I just comment on that, Joel. Just around 50% of people sign the register, but 97% of people say they'd accept organ donation. So mm-hmm. there you go. Who exactly. wouldn't? You know, who wouldn't? So do, uh, do your bit. Listen, they're, they're no good to me. They're no good to me now, flip sake, but they're no good to me whenever I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you can salvage from here, it's it's uh, it's public property. And honestly, who'd be any different? You know, it's it's such a small thing that can make such a massive difference. It's so, so important. And the great thing about the Belfast Chance fan base is they're always good at coming forward when, when things like this happen, when we Correct. have these sort of drives for Organ Donation Week and, and the likes, and it, it's always wonderful, the response that we get from the Belfast Giants fans. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm sure this Saturday on the, on the bridge and all the stuff that's going on will be no different, Laura. Hopefully not there. I'm unbelievable. Every time we do anything, whether it's you guys or it's the boys or me doing my hair, couldn't fault them. They're unbelievable. We're really lucky. <laughs> 
Can we get Joel to shave his beard again? Just that <laughs> no, listen, that, that ship is sealed, my friend. You saw these chins. You know, nobody <laughs> needs that again. Baby <laughs> Baby to coin a phrase, Ulster has suffered enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, listen, thank you, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming on, joining us, and sharing. Sorry, and hopefully, no doubt. The organ donation week will go fantastically. We do encourage everybody. You see that on the screen, organdonation.nhs.uk. We'll be tweeting it out and then all on our socials and the likes. But please, please, please get involved and become a lifesaver. Laura, Marcin, thank you for your time. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much. Thanks, my friends. Wonderful. Wonderful to have them on. Wonderful. <laughs> it's such a, such a worthwhile cause. Live and, die uh, appearance, yeah. man. How do you top that? And and the the, the show's been topped already. We've had yeah, that. Well just stop. <laughs> Let's yeah. just go. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. But yep, organ donation week. Get involved, and as we say, go to that website organdonation.nhs.uk. And with that, gentlemen, let's get stuck into the games that took place last weekend between the Belfast Giants and the Dundee Stars. We'll start with the game that took place on Saturday night at the SSE Arena between these two teams. The Belfast Giants took a 5-4 victory over the Dundee Stars. Their scores were Scott Conway, Kieran Long, we'll come back to that one, David Gilbert, who will join us later, Mark Cooper in, in regular time. For the uh, Dundee Stars, it was... I'm not going to start this. Semenjovinos? Semenjovinos. Sanch, Barija, who was a penalty shot, and Sanchi again. Uh, the... Goal scorer that finished the game in overtime was David Gilbert. And that's Peyton Jones, 22 shots again against four goals against. And uh, Anton Svensson, you couldn't get more Swedish in him, 36 shots against five goals against your referees, or Joe Sewell and our good friend, Mr. Dalton. Um, Davey, the Stars brought it to the Giants on the ice and on the, score- on the scoreboard. Yeah, they just wouldn't go away and they. Um... I, I thought that Svensson and Nets across both games was so relaxed and that glove hand he has is just something really special. He's really impressed me. Is it? That's the, the the two games that I've seen him playing in this weekend. He was really good and we just couldn't really solve that riddle at times. I thought that as the, the, the highlights start to start to roll across the bottom here, I thought we were quite careless at times in possession. We gave the puck away. We I'm sure we turned the puck over. Oh, I wouldn't like to count the number of times we turned the puck over, but we we gave opportunities. We gave a lot of odd man rushes up. We gave a lot of one-on-nuns away. Um, Peyton Jones was very good on Saturday. Jackson Whistle was very good on Sunday and had to be because Dundee have that ability to go back to front very, very quickly. So I thought um, Sam Jonovs, is that how you said it? Um, was was excellent, especially on the penalty kill. There's a great goal here. That's a little touch from Collins just to take it away and then just to... Just finish it off so nicely. But I thought Sam Jonas was really, really good in terms of on the penalty kill. There was times he was he was holding off two, three guys at, at a time, killing, running that clock down and um not letting the Belfast Giants get they, they suffocate us. They just wouldn't let us get any pressure. This this goal here, I guess the highlight of it being whenever our two guys go down, I think it's fully on the on the poster. It would get a different angle on it. Gets like bees the honeypot. He, he goes in behind and leaves the front of the shop open there. And um whoever it was scored for Dundee. I think we'll have it on the replay here. I think I've even paused it. So Laker goes in to make it a two on two and when fully identifies that he's getting the puck, he goes in. And at that point we're dead there. And we've left the front of the net open and he comes in. The two wingers, Macaulay and Cooper have their guys coming down high. And whoever it was, who scored for Dundee? Sam Jonovs. 
St. John's. He makes that skater from post and he does a little lovely look back in and just stays in the slot waiting, hoping for something to happen. It actually happens again. I think it's our first goal possibly on Saturday night or on Sunday night. Exactly the same thing happens. Three on two overload behind the net and, and somebody standing out front. But they kept coming back and they crashed. And that, the, the amount of times goalies got ran over the weekend was unbelievable. Not in terms yes. of bad running, but Quite just contact with goalies. A lot of it over the weekend. And they just or didn't shot, go or away. shots after the whistle. Well, that, that, that happened as well. And there was a there was a lot of there's a little bit of bad blood brewing. And I, you know, it shows how much the game's changed that there wasn't anything actually really came off it. But um here's here's longer school. Let Joel go. Go, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Way to absolutely launch me into the conversation there. Um, <laughs> cool. have it there. Have had it. Yeah, no, uh, Kieran Long, uh, I think, has, has had an unbelievable start to the season and, he, and he's continued in, into into his domestic form. And uh, I was encouraged by the, the replies to the tweets asking for the player of the month earlier. Um, bro- broadly speaking, um, I'll, I'll not add too much to, to Davy's assessment there. He's, he's pretty bang on. What? There was a Look lot... There was a lot in this game that I like, but there's also a lot in this game that we still need to iron out. You look at those three periods, you know, we hit the post, I think, twice early in the first. Um, that first power play, we buzzed around the zone for two minutes, just didn't get the goal. Um, Gabe Bass, that that kind of flip pass over the top, the cons for the opening goal was sensational. Um, I absolutely hate conceding after we score. The game just pendulum like this all night sunset is cold early in the second longer goes top shelf straight after we kill another five on three full two minutes and then uh Berisha has the penalty shot um third period will cullen has the best dangles i've ever seen uh to feed uh gilbert for the time goal at 3-3 sanchez then gets the breakaway and then coop uh with some backhand work over on the right looked absolutely stunning uh, something i saw today actually was really interesting um i hadn't fully really thought about this but that's because I'm thick compared to you, but um, there's a great piece in the Beltel today. Um, Adam McKendry interviewing David Goodwin, and Goody mentions just how much the lines have been chopped early in this season. Um, maybe something that we didn't have as much last year, that, that kind of top line and second line broadly was established early in the year. And there still is a lot of chopping and changing going if you look at our, our lineups, if you look at our starting sixes. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Far be it for me to say anything to Adam Keefe about ice hockey. Um, but I do think that there is short-term pain and finding that winning combination you've got players who maybe just aren't gelling as fast because they're suddenly in a new line or in a new lineup or playing differently um, and you know you, you see late in the season that some players just know where each other are going to be at all times you know Tyler Soy was was an absolute master of it in terms of uh, his, his work around the back of the net in terms of going to the going to the net in terms of hiding at the post um, I still think that there's a little bit of chopping and changing and maybe a little bit of tinkering with the lineup that's that's slowing us up uh, from from uh, from our our full potential and from gelling and from being as explosive as we were last year, um, I thought it was an interesting chat with Goody. Again, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but finding a combination that's going to be successful along the season comes with a, a you know a price. You have to you have to make a, a compromise there. Um, but look, there, there's a lot about this Belfast Chinese team that I like, and there are just some things that still need ironed out. I guess the I guess Paddy, before we go there, the, the, you know, because we've got the two extra guys this year that we didn't have last year, we're kind of mm-hmm. have that opportunity to just change things around. We did we did shuffle things a little bit at the start of last last year, trying to get that, you know, before the the Conway Goodwin picking its line, you know, was 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 set in place. But you you've, it's not often you get like instant instant chemistry like those guys had, and you know, six six import day, it's going to be. 
you know, it's going to be interesting decisions for Adam Keefe up and down the lineup, whether he, he chops and changes the day and brings in extra forwards. And, and we obviously had the opportunity on Sunday night then to bring in Deco and whistle back <clears throat> in the loudest to, to play Soise and Ari again. But um, I think the key over the two games for me, and, and we'll come on to Sunday as the, as the highlights of Saturday night rollout, was just patience. We were patient right to the end of both games. We had to go 60 minutes in both games. And and yes, the scoreline probably was a bit lopsided on Sunday night towards the end, but we had to play like 55 of the 60 minutes to... The, you know, to break the stars, they're playing a wee bit short bench, and we just had to stick with the process. And I think Keeper maybe said at the end of the first period in Dundee, you know, we're, we're just having a wee bit of trouble solving Svensson here, but just be patient, stick with the process. A lot of good possession, a lot of good looks, a lot of great airs, and the chances will come. And eventually, you know, Mystic Adam got it right. As as much as this game frustrated me at times, I really enjoyed it. And it's it, it, it was a great game. game. It was a real competitive battle between the two sides, and they were just matching each other at times. And there were times that you, I know that uh, a few weeks ago, Davey, we were talking about just on WhatsApp about finding players that are maybe that X factor, and for for lack of a better term, or you know, like a Higgins or something yeah. like that, who yeah. they will set the game alight. But we saw in this game some players with that. Showing that, I thought. I thought that we we talked about the the, the Will Cullen dangles to to, to oh, create for um for uh was it Gilbert Gilbert uh, Gilbert girl yeah, yeah, I get yeah, that right yeah, before he turns yeah, up yeah. um and you <laughs> know, and then you've also got that three. spin from Coops that that, yeah. that create just there were some moments in that game where I thought you know what the, this team does have that ability and then it comes to the <laughs> overtime and, and and the finish from Gilbert was phenomenal. I think you're absolutely right that there's individuals with high skill levels do we have that one player you know you can't be relying on will Cullen. you can't be relying on one of your d parents to be that x-factor yeah. player as neil russell would do you know yes transition the puck not every coach wants your d man to be first in brings you different it brings different things we've got good transition d men sorry about that. <laughs> um <laughs> But but you generally want one <laughs> of your forwards being 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 the guy that unlocks. Goody has an exceptional eye for a pass. And yes, good to see him getting on the scoreboard as well on Sunday night in terms of finding the back of the net. That'll do his confidence no harm at all. So yes, we have many high skill players in there, and uh, it's it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. You know, we're four for four in the Challenge Cup. I think um, that that Hendo say that we're qualified now with two we before this before this weekend even starts. That'll give Adam. Um, that'll maybe give him good problems and bad problems. He'll maybe want to shake things up to give a few boys there. There could be boys playing a wee bit hurt. There could be boys playing a wee bit sick. There could be boys doing anything. Will we see Andrew Dixon over the weekend? Who knows? You know, just do, do we want to keep people fresh? The the the, the, the boys from up north there got his fingers crossed for for his his, his neighbor to, to get a game. But play the kids, you know, play the kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's another thing, you know. Well, some of the young lads have seen, you know, Mac got a couple of shifts towards the very end of the Dundee game, stood and watched all weekend and, and got a chance for a few shifts once we once we got a few goals up. And that's that's the jeopardy with Mac as well. You know, he's not gonna be probably playing a regular shift in those games that are one each going down the stretch. So look, we're qualified now. That gives him an opportunity to roll roll a few lines, get a few boys in, mix a few lines up again, see what, you know, put everything into the casserole dish and see what comes out. Let's quickly just jump ahead as well now to the Sunday's game. The highlights in that game, of course, available from our friends at Belfast Giants TV. You get them on YouTube, and we go to Sunday's game back at the DIA. Belfast Giants facing it on these stars. 
It was Philip Sanch with the uh, the goal for Dundee, but the Belfast Giants, David Joubert, uh, David Goodwin on the power play, and then two from Scott Conway, all those last three, all in the final period that took the game away from the Dundee Stars. And goal, Jackson Whistle, 21 shots against, one goal against, and Anton Svensson, 29 shots against, four goals against. Toby Craig and Pavel Halas were the referees. And Joel, KG opening period, another physical battle at times, but in that third period, the Giants took control. I am really enjoying uh, Giant Stars games in a way that I didn't last season. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying Jeff Mason's takeover at, at the Stars. I think that there's a bit of character about that team and a bit of feistiness about them. Um, and yeah, that, that first period had everything but a goal. Again, that was a really entertaining opening period. Uh, two two games that I really enjoyed watching, to be honest, as you say, Paddy, despite the frustrations. Um, I think you had a couple of flashpoints in that first period that set the tone for the rest of the game. First of all, Roman Semyonovs was hurt behind Jackson Whistle and, and made his way down the tunnel. Um, and then you had Dryden Thau. That was seconds after the whistle had gone for offside, flicking that puck into the net, which a few boys took exception to. And that, that really, yeah, that, that really set the tone. And, and Davies, right? I think, uh, I think you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, there's probably fists flying uh, whenever that happens. Uh, it just shows the, t- the change in nature of the game. But... Um, Again, you know, or, or, a or bit. who was, or who was on the ice at the time? Because I think it was uh, Tyler Soy, and he went and gave him a wee uh, slash or cross check. So maybe you know you're running into I don't know a, a bush or a, an Adam Keith himself on the ice might have been a completely different situation, as you say. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, it, it sort of set the, the tone for the rest of the game then. You know, the physicality was ramped up from the second. Um, Gilbert, I think, has been clutch all through the weekend. Um, and for, you know, someone who was uh, a late arrival, a late signing announcement this this uh, summer, I think he's going to be a real impact player all season. I really like him. I really like the way he talks. I really like his maturity on and off the ice. Um, and, and certainly his eye for the goal, which you've seen. You know, he, he had a, a great junior career in Quebec. He played in the AHL, played in the ECHL, scored a lot of goals in the Czech Republic. And I think he, he absolutely ran away with the scoring charts in France. So I'm expecting Gilbert to continue to chip away and to keep contributing like that. Um, Philip Sanch, uh, I, the, my one predominant thought, he's, he's such a tiny man. He's a little tiny man. He, he reminds me of like John Pelly or like those kind of tiny speed players, but I would have him in a Giants jersey yesterday. I really, really like Philip Sanch, the, the way he plays. There's a bit of an edge to him as well, a bit of aggression. Um, but look, we, uh, at this stage in the season, saying everything that we have said already about, you know, lines chopping and changing, still taking a little while to, to get... <laughs> you had to put that in, David, didn't you? Uh, for, it's for in the highlights. To come together. It's in the highlights. Uh, it wasn't the highlights, you're right. I think one thing, one thing, uh, my, my last point, then I'll shut up, Paddy, sorry. Uh, you know, for, for the things that we're talking about that still haven't come together, um, one thing that I am seeing this early in the season is that the Giants perform in the clutch. We're maybe not as red hot as we like in regulation time, on the power play, whatever else, but you give us a five on three to kill or you give us, uh, you know, a, a tight game late on, we're going to dig in and we're going to find that goal. The game's not over again. And I've seen those tendencies in teams that have been successful in previous years. And also in overtime, I think we've been absolutely massive at three on three so this is a team with character that is coming together and will continue to come together lines will settle boys will start to get to know each other and how each other plays where they're going to be on the ice um, and i think we, we dug in and got a result um it's so strange that that you'd be you know even even adam keith himself even w bear in, in post game we'll be talking about we're a good team but we've got more we've got more because we're you know four four games on the trot and, and three in the challenge cup um it's coming together and it's it's going to be there i think uh, sooner rather than later Davey? Just thought, thoughts on the Sunday's game. Um, yeah. I, I thought we 
were very good defensively. I thought Jackson had a great game between the pipes. And I thought that whenever our opportunities came and say we were patient for the full 60 minutes of the game and we had to be, a bit like Saturday, Dundee just wouldn't go away. And I know, as I say, referenced earlier, our keeper said about just sticking with the process and, and good things would happen. And, you know, you get the puck on uh, Conway's stick anywhere in that, in that <clears> slot there and he, he can do a lot of damage, a lot of goals last season, doing the same this season. Nice Sally there. I like that one. Um, but I, I thought that just going and, and getting that third goal really just broke them. You, you've got to hand it. I think uh, Joel mentioned about, you know, Jeff or Jeff Mason and, and the Stars. They play like Jeff Mason. A lot of coaches yeah. play in the, in the style of their coach and Dundee. Belfast do it. You know, we like to play with that little bit of an edge that Kiefer had. Jeff Mason, you know, an offensive D-man. And you can see that they're very well set defensively, but they transition really quick. And they've got Sons and they've got big guys and Sam Janos. And, and they they play in the mold of a Jeff Mason. And like as I say, we, we wish Jeff well, obviously, as, as long as it's not against us. And it was good to come out with the four points over the weekend. And and you can't really argue, I think, on great A's and stuff and opportunities we had. It was probably the crack score on both nights. Can anybody clarify for me, sorry, Paddy, why, why Scott Conway took a hold in the stick penalty when he was in possession of the puck? Did anybody see that? Cons because, took he a... hold, because he was holding the stick. Was he? It doesn't. You, oh, don't right. have to, you don't have to be out of possession if you're holding somebody else's stick. That's a penalty. Didn't see it. No. <laughs> Toby Shouted Craig, then, unfortunately. Toby, Toby Craig. <laughs> didn't, it just didn't look like a situation where holding the stick penalty could happen. Doesn't matter. Carry on. It's Scotland, mate. Anything can be cold <laughs> at <laughs> any time. Pav, do, um, you'll always get a slashing call with Pav. You know what? <laughs> these highlights, you, we have the interview with um, with Adam Keith, I believe, in this uh, in this lineup. Yeah, today. coming coming in about five seconds from that. Oh, just let her roll here. As soon as uh, Jackson gets his mala match here, the coach starts to talk. We get so. the, we'll get the comments from the coach. You said that I think at the end of the first period it was just about keeping to your game, I suppose, and, and, and being persistent, and you did that, and I suppose that's one of the positives for you this year. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating sometimes when uh, you're out there. You're, I thought we were playing real well in the first period and we weren't getting rewarded for it. So sometimes guys get frustrated and they start trying to do a little too much. And, you know, uh, Dundee has some guys that can really make you pay if you make a mistake. Um, you know, it's, uh, you got to tip your hat to Dundee as well, playing very short bench uh, tonight and, and giving us a, a real good game. And I think uh, they're right with us right there until the very end. I think those obviously a big power play goal to, to give us the go ahead. And the Challenge Cup games roll uh, thick and fast for you. Another two against Glasgow next weekend, I think. Um, how do you prepare for the next game? A little bit of rest here. We'll enjoy tonight. I think uh, we made some strides defensively tonight, which I liked. Um, we want to talk about that and, and, and manage uh, those things going forward. Um, but, you know, we're going to get some rest here and, and get ready to go for uh, another big weekend. You know, ultimately, we want to finish the top of this group. I know every team in, the, in this group does, but, you know, we've seen the benefits of it last year, and then we certainly are gunning for that. That's great. Thanks very much. No problem. Thank you. Big thanks to our friends from Dundee Stars TV for that. And we do finish top of the group. The Belfast Giants are the first team to qualify for the uh, the quarterfinals 
of the Challenge Cup. And to do that, Davey, in, in the four game, and just winning the four games just takes a lot, lot of pressure off. It does. I, I'm not sure how that how it, how it goes with other other teams. Who gets the number one seed for the the quarterfinals and stuff? We had that obviously last year, and and it mm-hmm. led us seed right through to have the home final. So we'll perhaps want to be well. We'll want to take six six ones from six anyway. We we'll, we want to win every period we play, every game we we'll play. So uh, we'll want to keep the hammer down at the weekend. But yeah, like it does, it gives the coach a little opportunity, as we said earlier on, injuries, illnesses just wants to have a look at some different combinations or whatever. It gives the coach an opportunity to to run those things out in the next couple of games. Uh, quick look Espe- at especially, that. especially as we have Glasgow, Glasgow, CHL, CHL. You know, we've got a lot of games coming up in the next two weeks. And if they're borderline dead rubber, it's just a little bit better for us, isn't it? With four wins from four and two games against Glasgow, if we win those two games against Glasgow, we will be number one seed only if yeah. Guildford drop a point. I think that uh, Guildford have, though in saying that, we would be number one seed. Yeah, if Guildford drop a point, because they've they've got uh, six points from three games, whereas the Sheffield Steelers have an overtime loss on the other side. So the only two teams with a 100% record so far are the Guildford Flames and the Belfast Giants. And of course, that proved beneficial to, to that, us actually. last season. Yep. That proved beneficial to us last season, Joel. It certainly did. Um, well, it's it's one of those things you you don't want to even if they're dead rubber. You want to rotate guys in. You want to give you know fringe players a chance, but you don't want to lose any momentum. Um, we're we're playing for absolutely everything, and that includes top seed. It may not be as adrenaline filled as a as a kind of mid season tilt against Sheffield or whatever else, but I want to squeeze absolutely everything out of this. It's a cup that we've dominated over the past couple of seasons, so let's do it again. It's interesting as well. The three teams that are vying to try to stay in are the Five Flyers. The uh, the Five Flowers, the Nottingham Panthers, and with no wins and no points, the Cardiff Devils. What a battle that is to try to get that final spot in the Challenge Cup. Big thanks to your friends at Dundee Stars. You get the highlights in 4K on uh, YouTube from the Dundee Stars TV. And uh, four-point weekend for the Belfast Giants. Time to move on, boys. It's time for the fan agenda with our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. With uh, two goals on Saturday, including the overtime winner, and, of course, the opening goal for the Belfast Giants on Sunday. There's only one man we could ask to be on the show this week. Please welcome to Views in the Bridge, Davi Gilbert. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing really well, thanks. Give us your assessment of the weekend, David. Um, well, it was good. I mean, four points. Um, I mean, uh, we played We played. Okay. We played okay. I mean, we had uh, at home, it was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we don't want to go to... Over time, uh, we kind of made it uh, made it hard on ourselves, but uh, it was really exciting, like trailing and then coming back in the game twice and uh, getting that win in overtime. And the crowd was just electric, which was just amazing for us, the players. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a great feeling. And then after that, at the game uh, on Sunday, um, the, it was a long travel day, but um, we showed up for the game. We had a Put up a good effort and got the win, and yeah, that's all that matters. How much of buzz do you get from an OT winner like that? Um, it's uh, it's great. I mean, like scoring <laughs> goals. Try to uh, to find something similar to that. The feeling that it gives you. Um, uh, there's nothing that com- that comes close to that. And um, to win the game, it's just uh, it's the best. It's just the best feeling. So. Ah, bonsoir, 
Ah, David, ça va? Bonsoir, ça va bien, toi? Yeah, appréciez-vous Belfast? You want me to answer in French or in English? Hmm. <laughs> probably, probably, probably best we'll go with English, David. David. Yeah. There's only really, there's only really me, you know, fluent in French here, apart from yourself. So only one yeah, culture I mean, person on the show. Beside my, uh, beside my parents, I don't think there's any other people that that would understand me uh, right now. Answer you in French. Um, I love Bel. I love Belfast. Um, today was pretty, it was cold out today and windy. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, they told me I'm, I need to get used to that, but, um, you do. no, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's a beautiful city. Um, went out to eat a few times with my roommate, uh, Angeli and the food is great. The people, people like, it's just great people here. Um, The rink is awesome. Fans are great. I mean, uh, there's no, I can't find anything that uh, I dislike over here. Um, the organization is top notch. They're helping us with everything we need. Uh, it's just been a um, uh, really good and smooth uh, transition coming here. I was talking actually about some of the guys. I was talking to somebody this morning. It was about five degrees. It's It's really cold. And I remember Paxton Schulte, one of the guys whose shirt's retired on the bridge, said, give him minus 20 out in BC any day compared to five degrees in Belfast. It just hits differently. It's just that Different five degrees cold. with the wet. It's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I rode the bike uh, to the city today and it was so windy and I got, <laughs> I was getting, I was getting angry at the wind and the <laughs> But um, no, yeah, it is pretty cold, and I'm expecting it to get colder, right? Like in the winter, I guess. Yeah, you guys, don't have, you guys don't have snow, do you? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah oh, you'll have, when, you'll we, have... when we do, the place shuts down. Completely yeah, shuts can't, down. Can't, Sorry about that much, but shuts down. Can't deal with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I want to wind back. I felt okay. Um, just to, to the weekend, obviously, there was a little bit of travel disruption um, on Sunday, David. Uh, going, uh, going on the Stenoline Ferry, which probably is a I think anyway in your career so far a unique experience in, in ferry travel to an away game um, but but having that kind of time delay which knocks off your process and for, for a lot of fans who, who don't see the team kind of in the day and daily <clears throat> hockey players are creatures of habit you know you've got your routine on a game day that you kind of stick to everything's kind of timed including your, your shutdowns including your your meals your, your pre-game meetings whatever else having it knocked off unexpectedly like that and having a long travel day how much does that actually impact you whenever you play on the road Um, I mean, it, it didn't really, and uh, it's just, it's part of, um, I mean, it started like waking up at six in the morning and then that seven thirty ferry got canceled. So it was just like, all right, I mean, like what else is like, it can't get worse. And then it just kept <laughs> getting worse. So you're just like, just, we just roll with it. Um, it's, those are stuff that you don't control. And, um, I mean, when we got to the, we got to the rink over there, um, in Dundee, I think we had like 40 minutes, 45 minutes to get ready for the, the warm up. Usually we have two hours, right? So, um, I don't know. We said it, I think it was, I think it was goody. We said, well, we're here. Might as well. Right. 
So, <laughs> I mean, and that's it, though, right? Like, right. You, you're throughout your career, you've played in the in Quebec back home. You've, you've played in the ECHL and the AHL, the Czech Republic, and France. Uh, the the coasts, particularly, you know, it's it's world renowned in hockey circles for having some of the most brutal road trips. So, I guess once you've hung with that, you can hang with anything in the EI, right? Yeah, um, I mean, last time I played in the East Coast was, was a long time ago, from what I remember. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the toughest the toughest thing was uh, the three and threes on the road. Uh, those were tough. Um, the travel the travel last year in France was kind of hard because um, French is a big uh, France is a big country, and then I think it, it was like most of the teams. It was like an eight, eight hour drive. So what we would do, we would leave the night before. Uh, we had a sleeper bus, but we left like at ten o'clock the night before slept on the bus, get to uh, the hotel in the morning, wherever we were playing, check in and breakfast, morning skate, come back, uh, lunch, nap, play right back on the bus. So every time we're playing on the road, it was two consecutive nights on the bus. So um, that was tough. So what we're doing here is different. I mean, we fly, but like right now we've been doing a lot of uh, ferry. Um, It is different, but... um, I mean, I've, I've seen words. So, you know, what happened this weekend? Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the perfect travel day, but it was it was fun. Want to come to some of the fan questions in a second, but I'm going to have a bit of self indulgence. You played for Chesky Budovace in the in the uh, in the Czech League. I once got yeah. very drunk in Chesky Budovace on my way to Chesky Krumlov. That was that was a, a great time. <laughs> How did you find playing in uh, Czech Republic? Um. Yeah, I liked it. How, how did you like Chesky Krumlov? It's, oh, it's really nice. like Chesky Krumlov. It's like all those cobbled streets in the castle. Now, don't get me wrong. I went 21 years ago, but it was oh, still okay. a delightful place. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, was, I was very young and I was very drunk. It was great. Yeah, it's nice. It's like an island, kind of. Yeah, like it, was, it was the hill coming up from the train station, though, on the way back. And when you're, when you're really hungover from a really late night and trying to get back up that train, forget about it. Forget about it. So, so you, like, you like the beer over there, huh? the, the Czech beer? It's Czech unreal. beer, man. Who doesn't like that? It's on Czech it's like beer, Belfast beer, English beer. It's less than a pound uh, for a pint, I think. Over there. 70p last time, time I was there. You couldn't beat it. Went to see Sparta Lads, lads. In the fine lads. Well, back in back back in two thousand and one, it wasn't even twenty p. <laughs> <laughs> like but how do like you find playing? Pennies. Obviously, the obviously the Giants had a check opposition this year, and um and the last time we played in the in the CHL, and the, the the level of the game over there is second to none. And you know, I've been to a couple of games, Sparta Prague, and stuff like that, and it, it it's a very enjoyable game to watch out there. How did you find playing out there? Um, it was. I mean, so I pl- I played in both leagues, right? I played the one right underneath uh, underneath the extra liga, and then my last year we moved up to the extra liga. And um, the Czech guys are just relentless. Um, they all they forecheck hard, they backcheck hard, and um, um, I mean, we had a we had a bad year when we we went up there uh, to the extra liga. We finished last, um, and it was it was tough, and it was during COVID too. And I was there by myself, and there's not a lot of imports over there. So there was like one other guy with me, I think. So all the other guys were Czech. I kind of had to learn a little bit of Czech. Um, like outside the rink, it was it was tough. Uh, but I liked I liked it there. Like 
it, cost of living was so cheap. Um, yeah. Hockey was good. We had a nice rink over there. And uh, I don't know if you knew, but Chesky Bujovice, um, it's also called Budweiser yeah. over there. So it's the original uh, Budweiser brewery over there. So that was one of our big sponsors. But nobody nobody drank that beer there. They were all <laughs> That's they, they were all drinking the Pilsner, Pilsner Urkel. Yeah, it's state of local stuff. And um, let's go to a couple of questions from Twitter and uh, from the guys who are watching live. Uh, Alan Brett, um, about basically, how does your time playing Belfast compare to your time in Europe? Were you aware of the Giants of the Elite League before you came here? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. Um, <clears throat> I've been aware of this league for a while, um, especially with, um, you know, they offer like school programs and stuff. So, like, everywhere in Europe, we talk. All the guys talk about this league, and um, it used to be a league where you would you would come here like at the end of your career, get your school degree, and then play a year or two, and then probably quit. Um, but um, now, I mean, the league is getting better and better. Like uh, just this summer, I, I was watching like all the guys signing in this league, and I was like, man, this guy's good. Like he has he has a lot of years ahead of him, and he signed in in the UK league and. Yeah, no, and then we saw it. We saw it in the game with the game uh, in the games that we played uh, against Cardiff, and you know, even like us playing against those CHL teams, we did really, really good. So um, hopefully, it puts the league uh, on the map. And I mean, yeah, we have a good team, but um, yeah, it's good quality hockey. Ryan Beaven's asking, uh, what's the reason, or if there is one, behind number sixty-seven? Um. So, uh, when I was playing juniors, I was uh, playing for the Quebec Ramparts and I had number 61 um, because there was a player that I like, uh, Derek Brassard, and um, um, I just picked up that number. And then I got traded to uh, Bathurst, New Brunswick, and I decided to change my number. And at that time, it was Max Pacioretty playing for Montreal. He, um, he had that number 67. I just I thought it looked good. So I was like, I'm going to try it. And then I just had really good years. Every year I wore the number 67. So um, it started in juniors. Then when I turned pro, went to the U.S., I never had that number again. Uh, and then when I signed in France uh, six years ago, um, they asked me, what number do you want? I was like, oh, I'll go with 67. And then I had a really good year. Um, so I just kept that number from, from that time. Just not a big Ottawa fan? A big what? A big Auto 67s fan? No, it's going to be no. No. <laughs> um, Alan Price, very simply. Uh, favorite Northern Ireland saying or phrase since you got here? What's the crack? Nice. <laughs> nice. He's one of us already. I'm impressed, actually. I'm trying um, to learn. I'm trying to learn um, all the, the, saying, the sayings, but that, that's the easiest one for me. Should you get them off deco? Huh? <laughs> you get them off Deco. The just, uh, just, just do an intense. He still course. doesn't have a clue what Deco's saying at any time. <laughs> it takes a little while. Belfast is hard enough, but Balamani is a whole different language. I feel I feel so bad sometimes when I go down the spire, like at the at the art apartments. I go down there. I go get a wrap, and that lady work working there. She's so sweet, so nice. I don't understand anything she says to me. <laughs> so bad. Um, I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, we speak English, kinda. <laughs> yeah, right. you, dude, you should you should hear her accent. It's 
Rough. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're good watching, evening, uh, good, good evening. Slow the action down. She knows. I told, I told her multiple times. <laughs> just want to slow it down or just like, I can't understand what I'm saying? I can't understand. Even if you slow it down, there's like, there's something that I can't pick up. You should go down and speak to her in French. See what she does. <laughs> yeah. See if yeah. you just have to say she might she might she might speak back to you in French. She might shock you. Maybe. Boys, show. we've uh, we've gone long enough in this interview. I think we've done really well without mentioning the Sally from the weekend. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, David, but uh, Twitter has been awash with the pinchy hands emoji ever since. Uh, especially whenever you scored on uh, Sunday in Dundee, every single reply to the goal tweet was just that emoji. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk to me about that? Was that off the cuff, or is that uh, a little thing that you have in the back pocket, like, uh, like um, a longer glove flip? No, um, you know, I'm not a big uh, Sally guy. Um, you know, we have cons. Who's oh, a we big do. Sally guy. <laughs> so I'm more reserved when I. I'm a, I'm a serious guy on the ice, and um, but what happened was last week. Um, Last week, someone sent me a link uh, to a tweet, and it was that young kid, that fan. He um, he said my name, and then he, he made that just gest- that gesture, and then uh, oh, yeah. I like I replied to the tweet, and then um, people started like replying underneath it, <laughs> um, and then someone said, um, "Oh, he needs to do that next time he scores a goal as a silly." And I saw that, and I was like, "I, I just might." <laughs> and then uh okay. i was i was dying laughing i was like i just might do it and then uh and then the next game saturday i mean it was a it was a tough game and it was three two for them and then i got that tangle and it's funny because i talked was that with jelly i think i, I told him I said, um, or was it cons i'm not too sure but um he was like man, you need to score in the first or the third period so that you're like facing the boomerang corner and then you go towards yeah. them and you, do, you make that sign. I was like, oh yeah, that'll be, that'll be sick. But like, I'm like, all right, <laughs> when I score, I need to think, I need to do, I need to make that, uh, that silly, uh, that silly. And I was like, all right, I need it. And I was just thinking about the silly, you know, I was in, I was like, well, you need to score first. So yeah. I got the goal and I got in the third and it was just like perfect. I was on my way behind the net going in the corner facing the boomerang uh, <laughs> section and then um, the, uh, uh, William Cherry was right in the corner and he snapped a great picture of me and Longer it's picture unbelievable, it's unreal I was like, alright now I, I, might, I might need to do it all the time now yeah, no, you do. No, that's that's not a thing. Especially look, but I I already know that BC uh, the corner are probably you know designing some sort of large banner with the pinchy fingers emoji <laughs> on it. Like it's a thing now, man. That's that's it. Like you you do one thing here, and that's your whole entire stick. So your career well. becomes defined by it in Belfast. <laughs> well, Darcy Murphy so- had a Guinness once and uh, <laughs> didn't even like it. <laughs> It Don't was amazing, mind. though. It lit everybody up. It's really nice to see a little bit of character and, and a bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, it's it's cool. Like the interaction with the fans. I mean, like everywhere I played in Europe, the fans were great and they were into the game and you know really supportive. But like here, they just have that extra notch. And yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna have fun and go with it. You know, and, uh, 
so like on Twitter, I'm just dying Man, laughing yeah. with like the memes. <laughs> I saw a bunch of memes and gifs and um like I saw one with like Austin Matthews, like the two pictures, me and Austin Matthews. And it's it's funny because a week ago when I shaved my beard, the guys were like, Oh dude, you look just like Austin Matthews. And then a week later, <laughs> the fans are on well. Twitter and they posted <laughs> pictures. All the memes. I saw another one. I think it was like Drake, and it was like the way they, the way you pronounce my name, and it was like the wrong way. And it was like no, no, no. And then the way, when it was the right way, it was like yeah. I saved that meme, that meme on my on my phone. It's like Gilbert, not David Gilbert. David Gilbert. David Gilbert. You know what? At first, I told I told Kitchy. He was like, so how should I pronounce your name? And I just say David Gilbert. I don't care. <laughs> and then and then I asked my my fiance, she's from Chicago, and I was like, I don't know. I told him to say Gilbert. And she goes, It's not Gilbert, it's Gilbert. Gilbert. Like, all right, then. So I went back to Kit Kitchy. I go, all right, it's Gilbert. So <laughs> was like, I I wanna go you... before you go there, Patty. I wanna I wanna go back to the hockey a little bit. See the uh the, the game winning goal in overtime. You've obviously probably seen the replay. When the puck's coming around the back of the net for the for the winning goal, are you just trying to get a quick release there? Are you picking pop in? Uh no, I'm I'm picking the, the corner. I mean the net doesn't move, right? Only the goalie yeah. does. So I know where the post so Spence, is at. And uh Svensson had a really good glove hand all weekend there, and that's the only place you're beating him. Is that in that very top corner? Yeah, well, you know, um, I study the goalies a lot, and I've been for the last few years, and I know Bassey coming from behind behind the net like that. I know Svensson's going to go in either with what it's called a VH or a reverse VH or like go down on his post, and he's going to expose that far top corner so you know it's just i know where the net is at and i know that's what i predict that's the area that's going to be open so it's just to get it off quick to put it there and uh, i mean he stood he had no chance there <laughs> <laughs> so we've got two games this weekend obviously against the uh, the, the glasgow clan hero and seven and hopefully by the time the weekend ends, they're 0-9. But and then after that, come next Tuesday, it's it's Swedish opposition back into the Champions Hockey League. The difference between playing the Champions Hockey League and the games that we've had, and then going into this game against the Swedish teams and playing domestically, there is a there is a step up in speed. Yeah, and it, it, it is tough to go back and forth uh, with the both levels because um, you know we want to play a fast game, but at the same time, it's like. Um, it's pretty much like dancing, right? You're dancing on the ice with the other team. And uh, if the other team's slow, you mean you can't go too quick and go, you know, so you have to kind of adjust to the pace of the game, but you want to establish your, this, you know, your own pace, but um, it is tough. Um, Cause you know, like the CHL is, it's really good hockey and um, Swedish, the Swedish team is going to be really good. They're going to be, they're going to be quick, fast, um, they're not going to miss many passes. They're going to be uh, opportunistic if they have some quality chances. So, yeah, we were um, – I mean, like our team, we play good against good teams. I have no disrespect to um, Dundee or Fife, but 
obviously Davos was a let's say a bigger team and even like Chinets and when they came here you know we uh we respond well to uh adversity when we play like against like a really good team you know um yeah. I would say we can fall asleep with a you know just a little not as good team I would say um yeah. I don't want to say that stuff here like <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, it happens. Do. It happens. It, like please especially do. teams who are playing at such a high level in the CHL, and then go up against that they, they want to press against. But sometimes, sometimes you yeah. play to the opposition. Yeah, and it, for us, it's like we have way more playing with a team who uh, who wants to play, or right? and they want to, compared to teams just sitting back and waiting for us to make mistakes, and they they would flip the puck yep. out of the zone all the time. It's not fun to play that type of hockey. And uh, we have experienced that this year. So, I mean, we just need to learn how to play uh, against a team that plays like that and not go to overtime. Absolutely. Well, listen, we really appreciate you coming on and uh, you know, good luck this weekend against the clan and uh, and on Tuesday. And uh, and thanks for your Merci pour votre temps. Ça fait plaisir. You're welcome. Nice, Patrick. David Gilbert for his time. Oh, no, hold on. Do that again. Do that again. Yeah. You nearly got away with it. nearly got away with it. Big thanks to David Gilbert for his time and for coming on and answering your questions. Thanks to everybody for sending the questions in on the fan agenda. Joel, any news? Yeah, uh, that was way too much fun. I really like having David Gilbert on, on the show. Can we just bring him on every week from now on, please? Um, this past week in the Premier Sports Elite League, boys, uh, really quickly, on Wednesday night, the Flames took a, a 6-3 win home from Manchester. The following night, the Sheffield Steelers shut the Glasgow clan out in Brayhead, winning 3-0. On Saturday, the Cardiff Devils handed Glasgow their third straight league defeat with a 6-3 win at Ice Arena Wales. And uh, a bit of an old-time hockey game, that one. A total of 82 penalty minutes handed out. And the Storm bounced back with a 5-1 win over the Five Flyers in Kirkcaldy. <clears throat> Excuse me. On Sunday, the Storm handed Glasgow their fourth straight league defeat with a 6-3 win in Alte. And the Coventry Blaze made it another weekend to forget for the Five Flyers winning 3-2 at the Sky Dome. And in the Challenge Cup, the Flames needed OT to take down the Blaze at the Spectrum on Saturday, finding a winner with eight seconds to spare on the par play for a 3-2 win. And on Sunday, they made it a six-point week and a three with a 3-2 win Excuse me, over Cardiff in Wales. Crucially, there were no statements from the Devils following that loss, but we'll keep an eye. Um, meanwhile, you could have written it, boys. Could have written it. I think Andrea Owens, uh, to her credit, tweeted this on, on uh, Sunday morning and said, the Nottingham Panthers are going to beat the Steelers today. And of course, the Nottingham statements defeated their arch enemies. The Sheffield no statements with an Adam Brady goal in OT to make it 3-2. And speaking of statements, boys, we have statements. It's... Play the statement, Claxton. It's weak. Keep, keep playing it. Just keep playing it. Keep playing it. <laughs> One more. Statement, Claxton. Breaking news. It is week four in the Premier Sports Elite League. Or week three? I can't remember. It's still very early in the Premier Sports Elite League, and we have. <laughs> Yeah, another statement. Hello, Davey. Uh, after go, look at my look at my <laughs> look at my newsreader papers. They have absolutely nothing. Somebody fix that. These are. 
it's like uh, deadline day. Uh, after going 0-3 in the Challenge Cup and 0-4 in the league, just to start their season, the Glasgow clan have issued a statement apologising to fans just a week after the Nottingham Panthers. <laughs> Panthers. Statement, Claxon. My glasses are steaming up, I can't see. Issued a statement of their own. Managing director Gareth Chalmers said, firstly, I want to acknowledge the anger and frustration that we're all experiencing following our disastrous start to the 22-23 season. On behalf of everyone at the club, we would like to apologize for the past three weeks. It simply hasn't been good enough. To date, our results and performances certainly haven't met our expectations. We're already working tirelessly to rectify that moving forward. Like you, we're very disappointed at the start of our season. There's no way myself and the club as a whole will sit there without taking action to produce a team that reflects the efforts and commitment. It goes on like this for a little bit. Um, but <laughs> there has been a statement. Is that is that did that statement did that statement sustain on their website, Joel? Uh, that one stayed on the internet and can okay. just That's that okay. one can still be viewed on the internet as of today. Just what checking. cannot be viewed anymore uh, hours later on the same day. Paddy, we had another statement. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I'm sorry. Uh, Banter Ice Hockey Club, based out of the Sky Dome in Coventry, released a statement of their own, which has since been deleted from the internet, but the internet never forgets. So they said, firstly, we want to thank everyone for the fantastic support received to start the 22-23 season. We're deeply sorry we couldn't give you our phenomenal fans another four-point weekend to celebrate. Hopefully Sunday's hard-fought victory over the Fight Flyers was enough to make up for Saturday's disappointment. After all, after all, we are caps lock, bold, top of the league. To date, oh, our results and performances have been truly outstanding and met every one of our expectations. Blah, blah, blah. You get the joke. Oh, Not God. to be outdone, Patrick. I hear, I'm hearing in my ear that the Manchester, <laughs> Manchester Storm, <laughs> Manchester Storm have also since posted and deleted a statement where they made. <laughs> Davey's just sitting looking at us, man. It's making it harder. Um, they made the joke that was already made that wasn't ever really funny and apparently that's been deleted as well uh, it is statement season boys uh, you, you said you said last week that that uh, the Nottingham Panthers set a precedent with that and I think that that's actually sort of made its way into the league one thing I will say, <clears throat> all jokes aside I really like Garth Chalmers, I really like Jeremy McLaughlin top people um, really really tough start to the season they're doing what they think they can do within their gift Um but it comes back to that same question we last we asked last week. If things go wrong, are we all going to start apologizing for a two, three, four game stretch where, where we're kind of, you know, not playing well? I never apologize, Joel. I'm sorry, but that's just the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's respect. I, I think I think I said something on Twitter during the week, which is more or less, you know, it's one thing for you to release a statement. It's another thing to do what the Coventry Blaze and the Manchester Storm did and deleted. Just like you know, you're you're making your own rod. You're sorry, you make a rod for your own back by by you know putting out Honestly. these apologies. But don't take the no. If I take the mic, if you take the mic, if they they come back to us, absolutely. But the but for the official clubs to release official statements taking the mic. That stuff comes back and bites you on the backside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Top, we're top of the league, blah blah blah. But if you end up in a in a in a seventh, eighth, ninth run for the playoffs, somebody's pulling that out and going. Do you remember what you said at the start of the season when you'd only played three games and the likes of the Giants hadn't even played a single game in the league? 
just I know there's bants and there's you know there's crack, but that's just you know, do it as do it as a person, don't do it as an organization, you know. I'm not a, I'm not anti crack. Obviously not. I do enjoy a statement. <laughs> we have had several statements, several <laughs> statements this week in the Premier Sports Elite League. Uh, that's us up to date on statements, thank you, and uh, pray we don't have any more. Yeah, like the, the clan thing isn't as much of a, a potential disaster to me than the Blaze giving it the big one. I would not be surprised if that was a phone call from Danny Stewart saying, get that down right now. Get that, get that off it <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, Premier Sports. Oh, yeah, your, your Premier Sports game of the week is Thursday, September 29th, 7 p.m., where the Coventry Blaze host the Cardiff Devils. And Ooh. hopefully we'll not, I'm not going to make we're done. We're done with that. We're done. Thanks very much, Joel. Thanks very much for, for, that, for all of that. The Belfast Giants are back in. Uh, well, they've qualified for the quarterfinals <clears> of the <throat> Challenge Cup, but we still have Challenge Cup games to play. The aforementioned Glasgow clan haven't released their statements. They, uh, they will be up against the Giants away on Friday, 7 p.m. over at uh, Brayhead Arena. Uh, you can it on Clan TV. Uh, 7 p.m. on then back on Saturday, 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena. And if you're not down at that game, you get on Jans TV. And then before we come online the next time, Jans will be in CHL action against a Swedish team whose name I've not yet uh, learned to pronounce. <laughs> Davey, Davey, modern language this week. Skeleftia. Thanks, David. And that'll be uh, that's next Tuesday at the SSE Arena. And you can also get that on Free Sports with a good friend, Mr. Aaron Murphy, and no doubt, Mr. Colin Shields. Um, Any other business, boys? I have. No, I've made enough of an idiot of myself this week. Uh, Thanks very much, David. (laughs) Not at all. Speaking up here. Last year, we hooked up with Kevin Rain and we did a Rain and Razor 2021. We raised a lot of money. Thanks all everyone that took part. Uh, the American chap that came in at the end threw an extra 10 grand in the pot, helped Lakers charity out as well. Did a lot for Action Mental Health. This year, we're going a slightly different way. We are going to do something with Rainer in the arena, probably around Christmas or something um, for Action Mental Health. But CFS works. We're going for, how do I get rid of used to? Just to show yeah. that, lad. I get hold on. On Twitter, over the next few days, um, we're going to try bring us all back, Patty. Where Patty go? Yeah. Um, we're going to go simplified instead of all different stats. We're just going to get people to pledge. For example, the Belfast Giants scored two hundred and eighty goals last season. I'm going to pledge fifty pounds a goal. So if the Belfast Giants score two hundred and eighty this year, that'll be one hundred and forty pounds that I will donate to charity. And what we're going to do this year, given the sort of economic climate we're in, the crunch we're in, we're going to convert that into electric gas cards, whatever, oil cards, and give it away to pensioners within the Belfast area or or nominate by fans of, of people that know some pensioners that could do with a, a little extra help with their... Um, their um, services bills and, and we'll get the boys to go and, and maybe see them and drop a little electric card off to them. So I'll, I'll announce that if people want to get involved, 10p a goal, 5p a goal, whatever you can afford, it would be really appreciated. And as I say, we'll do something with Rainer with, with the mental health stuff as long, uh, along the way as well. We'll put that out on all of our socials, Davey. I know it's uh, you know, we did it was so good last season with the, with the Rainer Razor and what was what was raised there. And of course, there was that extra uh, donation that was made by one of friends. What was the gentleman's name in uh, in North America? 
really, really bad off me. I don't have it just a hand at the minute. Yeah, well, we'll but it was a very, very generous. £10,000 generous. So, fair play yeah, to him. Incredible. Really, really, incredible. Really, really, really but, but, uh, yeah, fantastic that this will be done. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to uh, a, a pound for every point the Belfast Giants scored in, in, in the league. So every point that the Giants get, I'm going to put a pound in myself, and uh, hopefully we can we can earn a lot of money for the uh, for this and as part of the, the this season's Rainer Razor. Uh, Joel, anything from you? No, sir. Uh, Sorry, David, you go on. Back to you. I have one more, and it's probably a bit of a somber note to uh, to close the show out. Um, one of the. David Harrower, there you go, Kevin Rain. Thanks, Thanks very Rainer. much, Kevin. Obviously, David Harrower um, just didn't have his name to hand. Thanks very much. But obviously, last year, he came in <clears> in the Rainer Razor, and we're really grateful because that money went to Action Mental Health. And I'm not even sure off the top of my head what Lakers charity was now. I'm really badly prepared for this. It, so was, the, uh, it was the Northern Ireland Children's Hospice. It's from Northern Ireland Children's Hospice, which I was really, really blessed one day to go up there with uh, Smo and take the, the league trophy up. And it was the only time I was ever in it. And it is... Uh, inspirationally sad place happy place um you can't help but be choked up by going but come out like buoyant as well and wanting to do things for them so brilliant that that, that david was able to help us um help them because they need money so so badly just to keep going and, and all this but um a couple of folk that sit at door 18 um sharon Miskelly, being one of them has unfortunately been terminally diagnosed with terminal cancer um She's put on her own Twitter to, or on her own Facebook tonight, so I'm not um, putting words in her mouth. She are, are out there. She's only got a few weeks left to live. We're going to lose another one to the rafters, unfortunately. Um, our thoughts and our prayers are with her and the family at the time, her husband, David. Um, I think it's Kelsey, Casey, child. Um, they're, they're, they're kids. So it's a real, real trying time for them as a fan base. If you see them at the rink, if you get a chance to, to get in touch via... Facebook, she mightn't be in a position just to answer those, but I'm sure she would really, really like your thoughts and your your words at the minute. Um, it's a tough spot for them to be in. She's faced it down as much as she can. It's, it's obviously, she's now got it out there in the public that this is what's happening with her. And um, we've been blessed to have her amongst our ranks for very many years to say one of those Door 18 loyal crowd. And um, she'll be missed around the arena. She's not gone yet. So we we, we give her our, our prayers. We give her our thoughts. We love that she's been part of us for so long and she will continue to be part of us for as long as we're belfast giants all these people that have came before Correct. that have gone live with us live in the rafters and we raise a drink to them every year and they'll never be forgotten and um all we can hope is that the next few weeks for you are as good as they can be and um you're you're with the loving in the loving arms of your family for the next few weeks i don't want to say too much because of trip over words here but you are in our thoughts well said Davey. well said the, the games to the Belfast Giants as we wrap up there was the, the Glasgow clan is away to the Glasgow clan on Friday over at Brayhead Arena you can get it on clan TV at home to the Glasgow clan on Saturday 7pm at the SSC Arena get yourself down there or follow it on Giants TV with Mr Kitchen and then of course it's the Belfast Giants back in CHL action against Galeftia, uh, in on Tuesday get down to the SSC Arena for that or follow it on Free Sports TV with Aaron Murphy. Big thanks to Laura Marching and to Davidji Bear for their time and coming on and joining us. Big thanks to you two gentlemen. Good to see you. We'll not see you for the next couple of weeks, Joel. Sorry, boys. I'm uh, otherwise occupied for the next two Tuesdays. But I'll uh, yeah, try, try not to miss me too much. Um, I'll, I'll see you very soon. 
We'll have to see if we can get a substitute in. Davey, I'll see you next week. Good Hope man. so. And uh, you can get us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and your little podcasts, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts, kingdomofthegiants.com, and uh, on Facebook and the likes. And wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.